Hey everyone, we are the three princes and we go around looking for things to penetrate deeply. Hey intellectual. <laughs> uh, welcome to our show. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. Hey guys, it's Duel, Mihira and Diresh uh, with the three princes of Serendip. Uh, we're at a new place when Duel's living room. Which happens to be extremely noisy, has dogs running around and we have a major vibration issue that we still don't know what it is. Okay, from, um, plus from, there are other people in the room. Yes, there's a, we have an audience this time, <laughs> yes. And uh, today is a bit of a, we're going to be, uh, it's, it's a bit of a controversial topic today, isn't it? Is it controversial? I, I feel like it's a bit controversial. So I don't think Mira knows. As always, we leave him in the dark all the way up until the day of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> there is a satisfied look on his face. No. Oh, I Fuck. mean, <laughs> that's the satisfied look on your face. <laughs> so uh, on the way, on the way to a couple of meetings today, we uh, we were just discussing about how we work, our ethic of working, right? Because uh, me and him have, uh, for those of you who don't know, we actually run our own startup, which is called an SES. No, which... we, we, okay, no, no, let's, let's cut this, let's make this straight. Yeah. We ran a startup for there about four and a half years. It crashed and burned, and then we started like glorified freelancing. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that would be the best way to put it. And, uh, since all the way back in the day, uh, one thing that has been consistent has been our our work life and life was not something we really separated. I actually, we were, but the entire conversation was about was how difficult it is for us to separate these two things. And uh, what do you think? I mean, you're someone who comes from a completely different world than us. Um. So there was, um, I have a, there was this brilliant, now he's the CEO of uh, Unilever. He, he used to say, this question was asked from him some time ago and he said, there's nothing called a work-life balance. It's life. There's no work-life, it's just life. Mm. You see, I got to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whether there is an ethic involved. So work and life is a very personal thing. I mean, they don't let anyone lecture anyone. You want uh, how you should work or how you should live. Uh, I don't think. For me, my personal experience, I gain tremendous amount of satisfaction out of the work I do. Mm-hmm. When I say tremendous amount, it has its peaks and valleys and Trucks. precipices <laughs> uh, and uh, deep holes. But it is something that I gain joy out of so uh, it makes me stay interested in the world Uh, as a result of it to me it's not two things Mm -hmm. Uh, my family my relationships would beg to (laughs) argue on that point but that's pretty much where I've got a lot of questions as well right I mean um, in this line of work that we are we we would be considered we we aren't really common kind of person the yeah. people who actually enjoy sitting down and grinding day in day out day in day out day in day out uh, 
what happens to our relationships like what is the price we pay for this life uh first of all i don't think anyone enjoys sitting down and grinding for hours and hours i don't think that that is a that is a real i think i don't think that exists really uh no so what happens is there are people that get into this very uh, flowy state okay. but we call it flow mm-hmm. uh there are people who get into flow like for example if you're coding and if you are really into it you you are this almost coding tunnel vision yeah, right yeah your your tunnel vision uh it happens to like even me when i if i am in a like a really stressful situation and i am focused on delivering a thing or the other mm. uh my i have very very defined tunnel vision mm. i know exactly what i'm doing and i that is all that i will do i will not let it, the the world interfere with me mm-hmm. um the problem with that is it is fairly uh, it's not sustainable you will uh, your energy levels will dip over time what well, what do you mean by this uh, by sustainable like why exactly okay. is it important for us to strive towards sustainable because i i would propose as a counter strategy to that um which is to peak and drop and peak and drop just like let your efficiency fluctuate yeah so that the peaking actually outweighs your downtime yes that happens so that's that's the thing so what you do is um so you're right there are peaks so when i say it's sustainable okay think about this if you start working at 19 as i did uh or 18 uh, as i did and most both of you have started working very young as well yeah. right our average careers will span if if you if you live to it 40 years okay okay you're talking about four decades 40 years of work okay uh and you can't work at the beginning of the period the same way that you worked at the end of that period mm-hmm. it's 40 years sure okay um you're right so i i believe managing work is largely to do with managing your energy levels so one simple trick i use is i say okay fine um this month or this three months i'm going to hit at 90 95% of my capacity mm. so that means i can work i am my my head is ready for 12 to 14 hour days weekends and i am at the peak of my efficiency my days are planned my weeks are planned and months are planned i know exactly what's going to happen to to a to a uncanny detail for somebody like me who is not organized i i hate being organized sure i don't believe in being organized too much mm. um but that happens but now if i i can't sustain it i can't go at 95% to have like at at 95% efficiency for maximum one one and a half months i can run at it mm. then i have to layer it down mm. okay uh so at that point i say okay i can't sustain this anymore let me bring it down to about 30 35 20 25% of my capacity that means i am literally chilling at work i'm just doing what is coming to my table right what is expected out of people as you grow mature and older the the degree of fluctuation should gradually narrow okay you because should be closer to your standard deviation you have to be very close to your standard deviation not for any other reason because what will happen as you grow older and you grow mature and you go up your ladder or you start your business and your business starts growing people 
look for consistency from a person that is giving you orders giving them orders sure. right yeah mm. so now if you are if you are shifting up and down at a very staggering pace it's not consistent for the people you are not predictable you are not predictable not just that when you're dealing with clients directly like we are mm. if if you if you fluctuate too much your client is has to think twice about coming to you for work because they don't know if you're in a peak or a cuff so whether it is working with your friends you're right whether it's you're working with your uh, clientele uh it's okay to do it i i i this is again a personal view altogether it's okay to do it at least in the the first 4 5 years of your career mm. how i how, how i would structure a work life would would say uh, the first 5 to 10 years grind if if you can't find reasons to grind grind find reasons to grind and grind okay so i have a i have a question from that point itself um what if you work for 5 years somewhere and then you switch careers okay does the next 5 years also include grind i think it should because what what you are essentially trying to do at the inception of a career mm. is to learn the skill set that is required to uh be proficient at that career Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you yeah. can't. You, I guarantee you, can't you to slack off on that. You can't slack off in that yeah. first initial uh, learning experience. Mm. You can, but it won't be good for you. Yeah, it's it's like it's like the velocity in a rocket that is taking off. It's it's the if it's, you don't have the, yeah the if you if to escape, escape the atmosphere, you will not. You'll just come back. <laughs> you will just be coming back at yeah, some yeah. point or the other very yeah. fast, right? Uh, it, it's it's the same thought process. So at least in the first five to ten years, I would say do don't get too bogged down with the idea of okay, fine. I need to find some degree of balance. It's okay to find some degree of balance. I think you should. I think you should go out. You should meet your friends. You should have relationships. You should party. You should meet your parents. Mm. Enjoy time with your family. All of that should be done. But remember, it's it's launch point. So you're 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 exerting the most amount of energy, and that energy must be exerted because you need momentum to move. Yeah. Just you you're going from a standing start. So that's that's the other thing I've always thought about work, right? It's sprints of momentum. Hmm. What do you mean? Um uh, you need to put enough fuel into the engine for you to gain some momentum like some like mass times velocity, right? So you need the velocity because your mass is essentially the same. So you need to have a certain amount of push. Okay, is that an external push or an internal push? Uh, that would depend on what your current condition is. Like, if you have a financial situation that requires you to make a certain amount of money over a certain period of time, then you have an external push. push. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. But if you have a personal goal of, say, renting out an apartment in Colombo Seven, mm-hmm. then you have an internal push. Right. Or you want to drive like a BMW, whatever. Mm-hmm. that is something that you want therefore it is an internal push yeah so it 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 doesn't so your you, the, the the idea is basically uh however you perceive it to be so when i started to me it was i i wanted to be really good at what i do mm. i mean like it hasn't changed i still want to be really good at what i do yeah 
it's one thing that i kept on saying to myself you need to do you need to keep on working at what you do mm. um how i approach it has vastly changed okay um i've gone through i was in advertising so i've gone through 18 hour work days on a on a consistent basis mm. and to date i don't complain about it because i'm i'm very confident that i can do 18 hour work day for a week week and a half without flinching because i'm i know in my head in my experience i am within the 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 i'm my 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 mind and my body is ready for something like that right now do i do it now no i don't do it now i don't need to do it now yeah okay because my jobs have changed my circumstances have changed sure but i think it's very necessary for people to like especially young people starting out to have that don't get too pc about or not don't get too caught up in the idea of okay uh, the my my first job must give me a 8 to 5 work time period and then i want to go home and chill and i want to meet my friends and all that which which you see a lot in the current circumstances sure. because people don't want to strain themselves too much mm. because the, the the question they ask is why do you need to work like this I, i'll give you one reason as to why you need to work like this at least at the beginning because if you don't work like this at the beginning you will not get that good towards the end now there are genius you get good enough to be able be, to chill yeah exactly so you 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 don't get gain enough momentum over time mm. these this is the most common oh, momentum center. over time is acceleration so you and, yeah. and 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 over time as you do this you are it, it, sta- yeah, it starts yeah, picking yeah. up yeah uh there are people that learn over time and there are people who peak at a di- in a different way like you 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 gather momentum as you go along sure um but those are in my experience and i i worked around thousands of people and most of that exp- most of them uh i mean that those cases are fairly rare so that's the that's the that's what you need to remember eventually work should be fulfilling uh i would say so there's a there's a, there's this, there's this thought process that says passion is driven i mean do something that you're passionate about mm. uh but i think of it i mean this is the new thinking on what being passionate is about mm. if you are good at it mm. you become passionate at it if no, you it's, become it, it's, it, it's it's reversed we got it the wrong way yeah, this time so, right where you find people that is that say uh, i am passionate about what i do are largely people who are inherently talented in the field that they have chosen for example musicians or artists mm-hmm. so i am passionate about this yeah because uh, i am not because when i got into it i found it easy to do but then as as time went on my skills developed and i found it extremely easy to do and therefore i love what i do right. wow but that makes it really cool right for like all all throughout our lives we are thought that that you have there is this one thing that you have a passion for you just need to go find it it's no. you can now change your focus from looking for what you're passionate about to just what you're good at right if you can okay. find something you're good at and then start putting some effort into that see i think we've got the concept of find something you're passionate about wrong right because uh-huh. if you if you look at uh, people who have excelled in things um 
it's generally an abstract concept that they're passionate about. And there's a lot of things that stem downwards from that. It could be any one of those things. It's just that they happen to discover one of those verticals. Bit too vague. What do you mean? Yeah, it's, yeah what, what, what do you mean? I, I'm okay. finding it vague uh, as well. Sorry. Give me an example. Um, yeah. Take Leonardo da Vinci. Right? He... I won't equate us to Leonardo da Vinci. No, I'm not either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, as an example of people being capable at a lot of things. So... Artist, painter, engineer, sculptor. You put, you say any sentence, any word, right? He yeah. can probably do it. Like fencer, like a yeah. whole bunch of things, right? Was he a fencer? Oh, who knows? Uh, he probably was. <laughs> he probably was. If uh, he wasn't, he would be damn good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, all those things sort of boil back to wanting to understand something in here. At least the way he went about sculpting. He wanted to find something inherently true about whatever it was he was doing. Because he actually started cutting bodies up like cadavers to figure out how muscle and sinew connected to each other and that he replicated in his sculptures. Uh, and even with the, the, the painting, it was as realistic as it can get. Mm. Yeah. With engineering, it was... These are the fundamental laws of physics that I am aware of. And this is what you, what I need to achieve. Let's just bridge these two. Exactly. So it's a fundamental understanding about the truth of whatever reality that he perceived. And then extrapolating from that. That was what he was good at. He wasn't good as an artist. But what does that, what does it, okay. Maybe How does it relate to us, Dhiresh? Uh, that's where, the, that's where, so that's, that's where it is. So that's, so my point is, uh, understanding a fundamental reality that you perceive and then fi figuring out how to manipulate that, that was the abstract concept that he was good at. Right? And most people would think that I have to be passionate about music. But there is probably one level higher than that that will lead them to a lot of things that they'll be passionate about. Yeah. So where I would differ mm. is in order to for you to perceive it mm. in that manner, mm. you have to be a fucking genius. It's, it's very, so understand the, the, the power of perception mm. is a rarity. It's not common. Okay. Capability to understand reality or understand reality as it is, then break it down. My my general experience is uh, there's a announcement going on. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, my general understanding of uh, people is, especially when they are in their late teens and early twenties, they have very little capability to perceive the world as it is sure, sure. you're talking about the one percent mm -hmm. let's look at let's let's think about this from a model that will work for the vast majority and not the exception right okay okay, okay. okay. that is where i say passion is something that you work at mm. it's not something that automatically comes into you it's not a spirit that lives within you mm. The spirit has to get built within you. Mm. 
so don't look at passion from the perspective of ah i have to now go and do 100 things to find something that i am passionate about and remember it is very difficult for majority of people in mm-hmm. the world to find things that are they are passionate about it's very difficult yeah yeah like right 95% of the world will not find things that they are passionate about right right and like think about it how can you ever be passionate about something like marketing when you've never been taught what marketing is or how can you be passionate about um something like accounting or finance when you when you have only dabbled in it in, in preschool or, or like sorry in in school yeah 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 so passion is not i i would say to the vast majority of the world don't look at passion as this thing that will manifest within inside within you and you will be overwhelmed by it and you will be moved by it and therefore you don't have like to put effort it's, into it it's not a hollywood love story right it is not a hollywood love story <laughs> the fact that reality is the reality yeah the likelihood that will happen to you is slim to none yeah yeah probability of that happening to you is slim to none yeah. therefore approach it from the other angle right let me find something let me get good at it mm. as i get good at it i will get passionate about it that is what happened to me at mm. least okay as i get as i get better and better at my skill set mm. it starts moving into almost flow now because i am getting better at my skill set and there is a loop mm. uh, like a what do you call um, a feedback loop a feedback loop says great you are you are doing well you keep i keep on it. i keep working at it i keep learning and it's keeps on building and keeps on building and keeps on building and that that momentum again carries you for a long amount of time mm-hmm. very important mm-hmm. very important when you are when you are when you are starting out have some cheerleaders around you sure yeah whether it's your parents your family your friends whoever yeah when you are starting out especially working if you are working either way you are working for a corporate or whether you are working for a startup build yourself a decent feedback loop and there are people who have done with this without the feedback loop altogether mm. but try to build yourself a feedback loop that gives you momentum or motivation to keep on doing what you're doing yeah yeah so and that feedback loop can be positive or negative right no so try to find a positive feedback loop there will be times where there will be a negative feedback isn't, loop isn't that a subjective thing though so like for example there are some people who when told that they can't do something will do everything in their power to prove those people wrong so i'm not talking about personalities okay this is not what i'm saying is not about a personality thing forget about the personality okay bottom line when you're starting out right ensure that i mean the likelihood you will like what you start out to do mm-hmm. in very rare cases will be something that you are completely into mm. how i find it is most of these things that we get into at the get go and you you completely fall in love with them are generally artistic subjects or it is uh, uh very esoteric thought processes like you do go into philosophy or mathematics or something mm-hmm. like that where you have an inherent born talent for it mm-hmm. and the moment you discover it it's like a hand in glove no the moment you discover it that, that it it operates at a very high level mm. and you poke your finger in there and realize my god this operates at a higher level and i have a talent for it let me get into this and when you get into it you go boom yeah okay that doesn't happen to a lot of people right 
I mean, it can't happen to a lot of people. There are not so many talented people in the world. Yeah, I mean, that would fall within the Pareto distribution. <laughs> yeah. uh, it completely I goes against think. the romantic belief that everyone has some talent. No, yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I, I don't think that is true. Knowing that, if you have it, great, pursue it. Yeah. But don't get disheartened by the fact that you don't have it. Yeah. Because what you can do is, practically what you can do is, you can pick a subject that you want. Mm-hmm. You might not be great at it when you start. If you build on it over time, once you start getting good at it, I guarantee you will take off. Right. And the nice thing about that is, you know the trouble that you have gone to get good at it as well. Sure. So you don't want to let it go as well. Mm-hmm. So you keep on going. Mm. So don't look at it from the perspective of, I am I'm, I'm passionate only about one thing. I will only do that one thing. Don't. It's, it's, a, it's a very narrow shallow way and it's a it's 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 a very romanticized idea mm-hmm. about work yeah and i don't think especially if you're starting out you should think like that so in this non-romanticized version that you guys are both agreeing on over here yeah i'm taking myself as a third party <laughs> just as the antagonist over here as, as for a bit no I, but I, like i mean it's pretty standard that like i'm a classical thinker I, I, a lot of how I think comes from like Socratic method or whatever you want to call it. It's it just helps deal with reality better than trying to romanticize. What do you mean, Socratic method? Um, so there's essentially two schools of thought. There's classical thinking and there's romantic thinking. Yeah. Uh, how I like to break it down to simplify it to for anyone to understand. Um, classical thinking is based on objective reality and romantic thinking is based on subjective reality. Hmm. I don't Explain that a little deeper because everyone wants to know what that is. Okay. So, um, objective reality is a reality that exists outside what you feel about it. Like, it can be good, it can be bad, but it is true. So, you have to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. Subjective reality would be how you would perceive anything. Like, what you feel about it is essentially how you would go about working around it. Correct. Okay. Now, the the problem with the latter is it doesn't take into account objective reality, which I think is a real thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that uh, that we exist outside something and we have to play with the rules of the world that's given to us, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and and the rules of the world that is given to us doesn't necessarily always align to your reality. Exactly. That's the truth, right? Yeah. That's why I'm saying passion doesn't come. Passion you garner, you you build, you develop over so time. So you have to grind for passion so that you have the passion to grind. Correct. It is a it is it That is, seems like the most cruel joke I've ever heard of. No, it is it is a cruel joke. Sorry, it's it is a cruel joke, but it, it is a it is a truth for many people. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then what do I do if I don't have a talent? What do you, what do you, what do you think I should be doing? Build one. You don't need a talent. You don't you need a talent. That's the whole point. Up. That's the whole, that's the whole starting point of the thought process. Where yes, you say, but the, we are passionate about the things that we are good at and talent is something that we have an inherent yeah, but skill hard work, work right? is still a thing. Thing, yeah. And you can still work hard, hard. enough so that so you just grind yourself about, into liking. Think about it this way, right? If someone is talented at something, but they never practice, 
versus someone who is absolutely not talented in something who mm-hmm. practices 15 hours a day who do you think is going to be better in 10 years ideally the person who practice because it doesn't matter what your talent is exactly okay. so my my But my that, does, that still does not that still does not explain what about the passion because well, if, i mean it's not about getting good at something practice 15 opinion, hours right? a day for 10 years if that isn't passion that i don't know passion. what what is passion <laughs> yeah so that's i mean thing. okay yeah what is passion but how are you distinguishing hard okay. work from passion okay. over here oh, that's a that's a good point yeah. uh, i think i think okay let's let's break down what passion is then to me what i am passionate about doesn't detract energy from me it doesn't make me tired okay. it makes me keep going and going and going so that's my version of passion you you can do a 3 day death march to achieve like this one thing mm. and you feel good at the end of 3 days it. not bad it doesn't detract it's not yeah. energy zapping for me yeah it makes me feel comfortable about what i am doing yeah. it makes me at it makes me go into flow and at, at the end of the whole process you're like oh, that was a good 3 days correct exactly and that is to me what passion is and as a result of it i deeply inherently start loving that experience eventually i think what passion is 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 a is a experience that you either love today because you have experienced it mm-hmm. or experience that you are going to love tomorrow because you are about to experience it that's why i'm passionate for the future i'm passionate about the work that i'm doing in the future because i am i i have i've completely fallen in love with what i've done in the la- in the past right okay. so those are the three big things for me it doesn't zap energy it it makes me move forward uh thinking okay because i have energy in the past i i'll continue to have this energy because i'm doing this same mm-hmm. task right it, to me it's a love for the process of doing something and not so much the outcome yeah it's the same thing i mean yeah. it's it's a, you've just explained it in a in a in the way you like to explain it yeah 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 it, it's, it's, it's in a way like that you have sentences right yeah. that you have only you have a passion for what is what do you believe is your what do you believe is the definition of a passion uh so this is okay up until the beginning of this conversation but i always thought passion was was a subject that you find deep interest in that you can continuously work at without having energy drained from you correct right but the problem over here is if you work hard enough apparently you can be passionate at anything which exactly exactly makes it then what was it that i liked in the beginning what was what i called a passion in my head interest that's just interest yeah okay that it can be interest it can be necessity it can be many things it may not be passion that's yeah. my the point yeah, so is that it is not passion i mean if passion can curiosity, be manufactured like, right yeah can be curiosity it can be many things it, can, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be passion mm-hmm. it's about passion so i think i think where where i can leave a thought for everyone who's starting don't be heartbroken if you don't find your passion right build it whatever you are doing right now will eventually become become one if you do it well enough if you are interested enough if you keep at it for long enough but you'll be i mean you have to start reducing the negativity you have towards the topic as well yeah yeah like that increase that, positivity reduce negativity yeah. find feedback loops yeah. that will uh, encourage you mm. uh, 
build your skills to a point where it's not cumbersome for you to do it yeah yeah uh, and this happens like i'll tell you my experience i i mean i didn't know how to do equal sum Mm-hmm. Uh, open on a, on a, yeah, op- open sheet. Excel sheet on, a, on an Excel sheet mm-hmm. until I joined Unilever. Right. I literally didn't know how to do that. But then with your age, was that something that you yeah. had to have known? Yeah. So I was <laughs> not, it's not that old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what, it, what computers were like back in his day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we, we had to share uh, like one of those like massive S. Uh, See, you don't even know what those things are. I've never even seen those. Massive S what? Uh, we had a, uh, what do you call, um, uh, like the an first. IBM? Yeah, an IBM computer. Old IBM computer. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it was called International Business Machine. Uh, yeah, I think so. But uh, like no, I, I, didn't, I didn't know how to do finance. I, just in yeah. general in general i i mean i i didn't know how to do like basic excel sheets even. Mm-hmm. when i got into it i was horrible at it because i'm i'm not a, i'm 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 not good at math right i couldn't see numbers mm-hmm. i was it, it was it was a big juggle and uh, uh, it was truly draining for me to do it oh right okay it was truly draining and every time my bosses come and say, okay, do this five-year profitability or do this uh, some more equation or uh, do this volume up and all that. I go, oh my God, because I, if I start, say, Monday this week, I would be doing it for three weeks because every time I go with it, there was an error, redo, error, redo, error, redo. And this cycle just went on and on mm-hmm. and on. And... Then after a while, I I was very clearly told, "I'm you are not good at your numbers. <laughs> you better buck up and solve it because you can't work in this place if you don't." Yeah, yeah. So that was my external motivator. Sure. My internal motivator was, "Fuck! How can I not be good at this?" <laughs> and I it it was it was it was. Did you feel personally attacked? <laughs> I, I felt personally attacked. Because, I mean, I, I don't like to be told that I am not good at something. Right. And I mean, there are thousands of things that I'm not good at, but I, 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 I didn't, because if it was required for my job, mm. I had to learn it. Yeah. Then for the next day, two years, mm. I did not let anyone touch any of my financials. I did it all on my own. Right. I had accountants that will do it for me, yeah. but I, I just did it myself and I kept on passing it out to the accountant just to check. Mm. I got, I was really bad at the beginning. And gradually, I got better and better and better at it. Right. Uh, and thankfully, there were people around me that kept on coaching me and mm-hmm. making me better. The feedback loop. The feedback loop, yeah. Uh, and the result of that was after about two years of going through the grind, I could do it in my sleep. What I would take three to four weeks to do, mm. I can do it in an hour. Right. It, I became like I became proficient at it. Right. Uh, Do you enjoy doing it? Now I love it. <laughs> now I love it. I, I I I completely find such pleasure in if, when I get into it. See, the thing is this: I don't have to do it because I have an army of accountants around me. Mm. Uh, but now I enjoy it so deeply. And the more important thing is, 
because there was that skill was built over time mm. i know what to look for i know the nuances i know where the breakdowns are i know right, where the right, problems right. are yeah, yeah. so now when an accountant comes to me with a piece of data or a, a financial problem yeah i can look at it and say ah, okay fine there might be a problem here there might be a problem here i want you to check on the problems right. and when a chartered qualified cfa qualified uh, accountant comes and talks to me about a problem i have no problem understanding it either okay because i understand the underlying workings of it yeah yeah so that's what happens it's a skill that you don't have mm-hmm. you build the skill once you build the skill it becomes flow mm. once it becomes flow you are there, like you then you have to keep on improving on it obviously over time yeah. because things change but that initial work yeah remains with you. it's like riding a bike mm-hmm. you have remains. to do it you, you have to yeah. fall and fumble and tumble and then you get up and you start riding and that becomes a uh, and over time what i've realized is i look back and i think to myself my god i was so horrible at numbers <laughs> and now i am good man this is the thing it jumped so the, the the requirement so when i was when i was in sri lanka i got pretty good at it right but then i went to india mm. where everyone is an engineer and everyone like everyone does math to the second decimal point in their head <laughs> that's a different level all together i i had bosses who by the time i type a sum onto excel they would have calculated it to the second decimal point and this is not this is a common thing this is not <laughs> this is not an exception there are no exceptional this is the standard this is the standard yeah, yeah. now i had to push my numbers now i had to push my game up again yeah now at that point i was again scared mm-hmm. yeah so again i started doing so mental math was a thing mm. i started doing mental math mm. i downloaded apps kept on backing at it and say okay fine this is how you do it over time right i never got as good as them over time but i guarantee you i improved right and sometime later you do realize because you again have that training or that skill has now built in your head now i can, now you can look at a vast set of data and still make things out mm-hmm. much better than it was before yeah yeah so that's what happens you you i am not afraid of numbers anymore right i'm not i am not great at it i'm not good at it and if anyone would ever who has worked with me would attest to this i am not the best at it but i am not afraid of it it doesn't drain me right to do it yeah i enjoy it yeah and i i love solving problems through numbers as well right so that has happened so that's that's essentially it. i mean if you want to develop into a passion if you keep on learning it it becomes part of your yeah like system. i i have a very similar similar experience right like when when i started learning how to design logos i was horseshit at it right like you you could literally take a dump and dump on the floor and take a picture of it and that would be a better logo than what what i would propose uh, and there were so many client rejections and back then the, the 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 process that i used to come to the logos as well included having like five different options and you being able to choose from one of them mm-hmm. which is what a lot of designers do um then what i did was i went and looked at brand guides and logo manuals made by some of 
the at, made by people that I think are great logo designers. Paul Rand was one of them. I uh, luckily uh, the logo that he made for Next has his whole thought process documented beautifully. Mm-hmm. In like his typical Paul Rand, Paul Rand was as good a writer as he was a logo designer. If some argue that he was a better writer than he was a logo designer, mm. it it mm. which actually brings me to a cool point. We should find someone to talk about writing. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We should bring. We we, we should we should. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next week. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went through this document, and so before I went through the document, though. There is this video on YouTube of how Steve Jobs reacted when he saw the cover of the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was on the menu? Like, what was the cover? What did the cover look like? The cover was uh, solid black mm-hmm. with the letters N E X T for Steve Jobs Company Next mm-hmm. displaced randomly. All right. Okay. Uh, which then he he goes through the process of coming up with this like. Serif typeface where he has the e in symbols and all the other letters in capital, mm-hmm. and then he explains why that is, and it goes from it being in like this one line to having different arrangements and different uh, typefaces. How he why he chose the typefaces that he chose, and then he arranges it into a cube. What? <laughs> yeah, he arranges the yeah. letters for next mm-hmm. into a cube. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a capital N, a simple E, mm-hmm. a simple X, and a capital T. Right. And the N and the E on one line, the X and the T on uh, on the other line, mm-hmm. and that is the top face of the cube, and you have two faces of the cube coming down. Mm. Right. Okay. Everyone has seen the next logo. I mean, like everyone who has watched the movie, I'm sure has seen the next logo. Sure. I have not watched the movie, so I have not seen this logo. <laughs> it's it's not what you would look and say. Oh my god, that's a beautiful logo. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point of a logo. Mm. I know what this is, and I'm pretty sure you know what this is. <laughs> but what exactly is the point of a logo in it's, as short a sentence as possible? In your portfolio of distinct brand assets, it is the identifier. Yeah. It's the most common identifier. It's yeah, it is the most common identifier. And other the other other than I would say the phonetic sound sound of it. Right. Yeah. I think it's the most common so, identifier. So number one is the sound. Number two is the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that a lot of businesses are doing it all wrong and not even they're not even thinking about their sonic brand. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think sonic branding like, is a new thing that is coming even, up. Mm-hmm. Even more than the sonic brand, it's more about how the word rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. I mean, but no, that's I'm... part of the sonic brand as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Segway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, that is a long segue. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But sure. So when I, I went through that, I went through a couple of Michael Beiru. So Michael Beiru and Massimo Vignelli. Brilliant designers. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love all their work. I'm not going to say all their work because I haven't seen all their work, but in in general, I love things that come out of them. Uh, I love how they think about this problem. But Paul Rand is the only one that I know who gives you one solution for a logo, mm-hmm. because his his thought process is that you are paying me to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. If I give you several solutions to that problem, you know that I don't have uh, any real backing behind any one of the solutions. Like all, regardless of which one you choose, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
not exactly the most confident way to put a logo forward right or any piece of work for that matter so i figured out how to sort of weld my process of getting the client requirement with his version of getting one proper logo out right and the amount of thought that i had to put into getting that to work changed me as a human being like not just uh, not just as a designer but like the way i approach things now in all aspects of my life has changed thanks to that okay um i i think you just touched upon something that that so so i i told you my experience about learning something mm. yeah and you told my us, experience yeah learning, learning something, something. Yeah. i think that is the greatest ever skill right especially when you again when you're starting out it is the capability to learn right learning to learn mm. is probably the greatest human skill ever mm-hmm. uh because you can approach learning from multiple directions yeah but there is generally an inherent version to you like there's a there's a version that there's works for you there's a technique of learning there's a technique of learning to you and one thing you should never do is you should never stop learning how to learn things Sure. there are people who can break things down into its bare bone and reconstruct it and in the reconstruction they learn something yeah. they learn how to learn a subject yeah first they, principles of course yeah, basically you, yeah. you can call it first principles right there are people my experience, my 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 example of how i learned finance was not breaking i mean i didn't know the mechanics of whatever that i was doing mm-hmm. but because i train myself and practice and practice and practiced that taught me the mechanics later right as i as i learned so you you learned that more empirically than first principles correct yeah now over the years i my approach to learning has changed now okay. i look at it first i don't necessarily have to go through this empirical iteration iteration based like, yeah. learning process yeah now i can because i am much more aware about the circumstances that i am in mm. i can now break it down and learn something break a break a difficult subject down and learn uh, see i i think that has a lot to do with how your horizontal thinking capacity increases across the number of things that you learn yeah uh, basically what you're saying is uh, uh, as you as your experience becomes wider mm. your capability to draw from things and be able to connect the dots, dots yeah becomes better yeah that's true about everything i mean that's why we, we that's why we honor older people right yeah because they are capable to connect the dots because of their vast experiences far greater yeah but coming back to the 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 core point mm. there is no greater skill again when you're starting out mm-hmm. one is finding your passion is one thing but in order to find your passion make the process of learning a skill as easy as possible and there are many books on this there are many techniques to it uh, find ways to find your own style of it mm. but find it it's very important you find it because your grind becomes a little bit more easier as a result of it and i mean if you enjoy learning a grind stops really being a grind yeah if you are 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 deeply 
again but that's again the exception lot of oh, okay, people okay. No, don't enjoy <laughs> the, the natural absorption of knowledge mm. is not true to uh, not not realistic about lot of people and the other thing is what you need to remember is yeah you might be a, you might love to learn lots of things but learning a subject mm. is far more hard because it it requires far greater focus yeah yeah what and it becomes hard and hard, hard to find fi- things to learn, learn. From. Yeah. yeah from from that single fo- yeah. point of focus yeah. what you what you need to try and do is you need to find the best way to learn things right for you yeah uh, and i think that's a very critical part of again maturing and experiencing experience maturing and uh, growing right um and if you i mean i i was listening to a navy seal say this uh on a joe rogan podcast and uh, he said i think the biggest skill is this that joko not joko this is not joko okay. this is not joko uh he he said the best skill i learned in the navy seals is not to shoot not to communicate and not to blow things up and not to like move the best thing i learned was i was taught how to learn right so i can go anywhere and adapt to the adapt situation. to the situation yeah. and the circumstance and i can learn sure 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 and because my brain is so well set up to learning things mm. it's very easy for me to learn things Mm-mm-mm. again it's a skill you you need to work at it right. as well uh generally what happens is people become very la- lazy to learn over time especially when your skill sets are developing and all that mm. people get lazy and lazy as time goes Why on to learn nah i think it's it's largely to do with comfort levels i think because it's your learning is a energy exerting process if you're learning about like a focused thing mm. it's an energy exerting process but i think it's it's largely to say okay i am comfortable now so i don't want to learn mm mm-hmm. other thing is there is a tremendous amount of ego that gets developed in people's minds with learning with experience there is ego that develops in people's minds because i know better right than what what is being taught to me right um and everyone like i i am definitely like i have gone into enough workshops thinking to myself what the fuck would this bugger know how to tell me what to do <laughs> many 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 of them and i've gone there and i've sat down and i was like fuck i didn't know that <laughs> like multiple times yeah. uh so ego is a big problem it's it's a big inhibitor to learn right my my standing my standing view about things is i can be egoistic with regard to the work i do it's my work mm. yeah and a degree of professional arrogance is necessary to operate in the world sure not to be an asshole arrogant mm-hmm. not be not to be an asshole and be, become be arrogant uh but you when you know something is going to work, work you can you have to be arrogant yeah uh but that arrogance should never my standard saying is i can be arrogant professionally but if you teach me something worthwhile mm. i will sit at your feet and i will learn it from you right. i don't care whether you are a ceo or a person sweeping the floor right if you are teaching me how to sweep the floor better mm. i will worship you for that right 
for that i need to relieve myself of my ego mm. yeah uh, it's the same mm-hmm. my experience with like you two or like uh, the, the many of my friends that are fairly younger than me mm-hmm. if i am arrogant about how i approach say either of you mm. let's take both of you as, as an example i would be not one i wouldn't be not so fun to hang out with right sure yeah yeah because i am learning from you it makes more sense for you guys to because there you i mean you know that there is some value being, that is being dispensed towards me yeah and there is there's a, i mean there is something there's that i am dispensing yeah, yeah there's a give and take yeah definitely so i one thing you should never be egoistic about is about is if somebody is trying to teach you something fuck learn it and more importantly learn your technique to learn things mm. yeah so that's a very very critical thing about in a, in a way finding even your passion mm-hmm. i mean if you don't know how to learn it's going to be pretty difficult for you to start exploring different different subjects as well yeah. i mean i not I, just that even the one thing that you know how do you get better at it get better at it. it's basically the keys to the kingdom over there yeah, yeah. like um yeah i honestly believe that the the reason that humans have survived for this long being the like soft meat bags with no claws or whatever that we are mm-hmm. is purely from our ability to adapt learn yeah yeah and adapting uh, can't and happen I mean, without learning there is there's a few of those things like, yeah there's a few of these things there's But, our ability to communicate with each other and there's the capacity to develop language there's yeah. several things but all those things but see, second to learn humans really aren't the best at adapting i don't really think they are because if you really look at what they have done mm. they've all banded together and decided to be like oh, we don't need to adapt as long as we make the environment adapt to us no i i beg to differ on that one uh, humans have been the best at adapting it's just we haven't evolutionarily really adapted it so, is not a genetic adaptation yeah, it is a it's a behavioral it's adaptation and behavioral adaptation. Behavioral we have been fantastic at it I we mean, don't like, see roads in any behavior. other kind of creature no, no, we are the only it. ones that we have gotten together and like we have colonized antarctica man <laughs> yeah but we have changed the environment to suit us it has it's not the other way we didn't doesn't matter it's still a format of yeah it's still a format of adaptation it is still a format I mean, of adaptation you, you it's not like we can physically change ourselves to survive in the antarctic no? yeah no so that's fair enough but more often than not our first response is to always it's not to adapt ourselves it's to pretty much do as much changes as we can to not change that's a key motivator in that's most of the because things. what we're trying to not change is physiological at that point and now that we are now now we are trying to change that as well Yeah. yeah which is which is what this crispr and all this stuff is about yeah. yeah but okay so just to put things into perspective right um, if i'm I can't remember where i heard this i think it was on a joe rogan podcast again um in somewhere in the us they're introducing a, a kind of salmon a pink salmon i think to a school of killer whales okay like orcas and that is because the orcas are running out of food their their standard food source is supposed to be seals or something right like so and orcas in other schools of orcas actually eat the pink salmon okay these guys just ignore the pink salmon because they refuse to eat anything other than seals fantastic they would rather starve to death 
than eat pink salmon which is the it's really bad adaptation <laughs> yeah so no, humans have done a fantastic job but oh right through from that lens yeah. yeah okay you know what yeah yeah so anyway i mean we have to compare ourselves to other species yeah yeah, yeah yeah fair enough no again so coming back to the segue, uh like we were talking about finding a passion uh work, finding a passion I mean, working towards finding a passion mm. is very critical i think the the most critical experience is mm-hmm. finding a skill yeah uh like developing your skill set to find your passion it's very important to learn how to learn things right um and coming back to so if i think I mean, let's come back to the original question that we were asking work and life mm. we've heard a lot about work yeah <laughs> uh, i think where people go again wrong is work it has it should not be an energy zapping experience is the essential thought process in the world if 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 you if you wake up on a monday morning and like oh shit i have to go to work oh that happens all the time by the way does it oh yeah it happens all the time okay so i've been working 7 days a week for a while now so <laughs> no so no no it it happens all the time so you, one, one thing you must always you will not never be in eternal bliss forever yeah. because we are we are not at that stage mm. uh you you can be the most passionate person about the most passionate thing that you are doing it's perfectly fine but you will still have drab days oh yeah you will have drab months you will have drab years you will have like shit bucket like bad multiple years as well right that is a reality that you have to contend with that that okay. will never go away that actually makes it a lot easier because when i did have a shit year i was like what what is going on here <laughs> yeah exactly don't The, the 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 path you are taking will one it will never be always good mm. it cannot be if it is pinch yourself you are in a dream right yeah uh, that doesn't happen what you need to do is okay basically prep yourself know that there is a bad time coming anyway it will always come yeah number two when you are in a bad time remember why you are doing what you are doing mm. yeah and gradually work towards coming out of it mm. and sometimes you will have to drag yourself out of it sometimes you need help find that help talk to people Mm-mm. uh talk to people that are smarter than you uh yeah please don't go and talk to when you, if you are ever in a room where you're the smartest person no no forget about <laughs> the room if you are ever in a situation where you are where you're going through a tough time mm. try your best to go and look for Uh, a person that has more experience that has more uh knowledge about things and who has experienced the world in a little bit broader manner mm. uh and also and i think it's a added over there that if someone who knows less than you comes looking you should probably help them too correct that's yeah. very true yeah. but one thing you should not try and do is don't try to solicit advice from people like from people that are your equals right. because they are finding themselves in the dark so like if, like for me i am surrounded by thankfully my my friends are uh fairly fairly exceptional people they are they are very talented people like even at my age level they are very successful at what they do but when i am going through a tough time i don't go to them despite their knowledge and their capabilities and their skills and all that because mm-hmm. 
they operate in roughly the same band of wavelength as I do. Right, they have the same I, lens. Yeah, they, they, not the same lens. They might have different lenses to look at life okay. or look, look at work. But it is, it is still within the periphery and the perimeter of your life. Oh, right. It's so always what the next step yeah, is. I, you, would, you, should, you should always try to solicit advice from people that have, that, that have a greater view about the world. Right. So always my, my general view is either talk to a smart person, mm -hmm. like a really smart person, somebody you know is clearly smarter than you right. or somebody who has experienced the world much better than you mm -hmm. or somebody who has gone through that experience prior to you. Okay. Right. Either okay. way that and come out successfully and come out successfully. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd argue that. I mean, you definitely get some information out of the person who didn't actually make it out as well. You'd know exactly yeah. what not to do. Yeah. But yeah, whatever, however you want to. But anyway, somebody who has gone through some experience of that nature. But essentially what I'm saying is always try to solicit advice from people that are beyond your immediate periphery of knowledge and sure. capability and skill. Yeah. 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 Um, so that is, I think, very critical for you to come off the, 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 the drops that you will find in life, uh, especially in work. It's okay. very, very important to do that. It's always good to have a mentor. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to have um, a colleague that is slightly senior to you that you can have a conversation with. Yeah. Uh, if you are in a startup, it's always good to have people that can guide you, mm. that will give you time and effort and energy to guide you. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have them with you right now, find them. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Um, because... What we go through either in life or in work, it's complicated. Okay. And life, given the opportunity, is going to be miserable. And mm. honestly, when it's like especially in a startup when you're making no revenue and you have nothing to really show, mm. it it becomes a very emotional situation, right? Correct. And at the end of the day, what you need in that situation when you're trying to break out of that rut is someone who can take the emotion away from it and tell you what the logic behind it is. Correct. And sometimes the Dinesh, it is to tell you, okay, this is your emotion right now. Mm. It's not even to take away the, like, yeah, the logic is very important, but it's not only to take away the emotion. Mm -hmm. It is to tell you, okay, this is your emotional state right now. And it's fine. It is fine for one thing. This is how you're going to manage it for like you can manage it in this manner. Sure. In this way, because they have now gone through this process. Right. Yeah. So it's very important to find people like that in your life so that it's, it lends back to having a great feedback loop. Uh, From your environment. Environment. Yeah. It's very, very important to find a great feedback loop. So build your support systems. Yeah. Avoid meet, avoid criticality beyond a certain point in your life. Right. Don't hang around with people that say, Negative nah, this will not work. <laughs> nah, this is, this, is, this is bound to be a failure. If somebody says it for a logical, factual reason, listen to them, mm. that, that they might be true. But if it's the standard disposition of that individual, <laughs> run a mile. It does not help. Yeah. It's, and if it's you're the truth, if there's anyone you around you like that, fuck, run a mile. What do you do if you're that kind of person? Stop being that kind of person. 
that's an asshole thing to do to a human being right uh because taking what energy that is left of a person because for some weird reason or the other you want to feel better mm. or the, the person who's giving advice wants to feel better is probably one of the most damning things a human can do emotional vampires <laughs> <laughs> no no there are lots of those around yeah 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 and make no mistake about it they are around you right now <laughs> ignore them or move away from them they Shoot are them with they, a do, bullet. <laughs> they do they do not they do not help yeah that's a reality that you have to contend with as well but yeah so that's essentially what you say peaks drops passions these are things that you anyway have to deal with right it, mm. this is life is complicated mm-hmm. if you had if you if you had lived a fairly because your parents will take care of you to a large extent for a long time especially in sri lanka yeah, yeah i guess that is very specific to us and asia culturally correct. and brown correct. people correct situation. brown beige <laughs> you know <laughs> that set of colors yeah. uh and if you think that is the it's that's the world that you are going to walk into mm-hmm. you're sorely mistaken it is so far from the truth if you ever believe that again hit your head with a, like something very very hard <laughs> so that you reset your head and say okay no this is not the world that i am supposed to i am going into a tough place yeah with like, tough people that have gone through shit for the history of forever everything is trying to kill them yeah exactly so i mean like literally that's the that's the premise of every religion in the world but yeah. i mean don't look at the world in a miserable way but what i'm saying is try and try to understand that, that that is the reality and therefore make yourself stronger to face that reality mm. that's yes. essentially the core premise of uh, what what i am saying and don't get too hooked up in this love for passion i mean like this thing for passion and i want to be passionate about this and i i, I want to do i don't want to do something that i am not passionate about and then end up traveling the world for 6 months on like nothing uh <laughs> i know i i i personally believe that if you manage to travel the entire like a lot of the world no no for that, whatever that, that, that's just a jab that's that's not yeah. a fact yeah, yeah i mean yeah. exposure in every possible exposure is great yeah. yeah traveling opens up your mind in different ways so yeah so that's so that's just a jab <laughs> for anyone who's listening that's that was purely a jab yeah. right but essentially Yeah, don't yeah. cancel your tickets. It's not a good thing to do, uh, <laughs> especially if you come to Sri Lanka. Uh, yeah, learn that it's a tough world, and when you are starting out, I would always say, go at it. I have the reality is there is no substitute, even if you are talented. There is no substitute. to hard work there is absolute no substitute to that yeah and if you believe that is there is a substitute to that either you are a genius then you have to work harder <laughs> which is the reality again because people will be expecting a lot more things from you right or alternatively You're you are deranged and you are wrong. <laughs> sorry, but sorry, I'm jumping at that. I mean, come on, it's just itching. It's, it's like you're wrong. That's what they say. Simply wrong. 
Um, I mean, uh, in terms of work, yeah, but there's one more aspect. I mean, we spoke quite a bit about work and life, right? In general, I mean, more about work than we did about life. So the entire point was that there's no, um, there shouldn't be a partition between saying what is work and what is life. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Work is an inherent part of life. Learn to deal with that first of all. What I'm trying to get at over here is... uh, one of the side effects of this focus and this grind is going into this, going into something like a state of depression, right? This is something that a lot of people speak about that happens to them when they get into this kind of work, especially in the world of startups. And especially if you're trying to do something that no one else has done before. Sure. You sure. more often have to go up against walls that no. never seem to end, Correct. right? And how exactly do you, how exactly do you guys deal with that when you all come against insurmountable odds, what you all would consider insurmountable odds? I don't know if you guys have actually faced a situation that is like that, that while you were, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not, it's a completely insurmountable odd. Obviously everything is surmountable to, I mean, to an extent, but when it first, when you first approached that problem, Mm. it just felt like something you could there is no way you are not capable of handling that. And you just go into this state of, ah, fuck it. You know what? I'm done. Uh, so I, luckily I worked in corporate, so I, I don't, I've had tough times, but I have Lots. never been put in a situation where I have to, I had to, there were walls that had to be broken through, but they were not unending set of walls. It was not insurmountable mm-hmm. in my head at any given point. Maybe exactly as, as soon as I started, I was like, I'm going to quit this place in six months. Actually, right. I this is how it worked. I, I joined the company and and I, I went through such a terrible time in the first two months. Mm-hmm. I said, three months, I'm out because I, I can't work in this place. Yeah. Uh, because I was degraded to virtually nothing and I was like literally like a fly on the wall and any any self-respect that I had towards me <laughs> was gone. Uh, and the people around me made sure that was the case. Right. Then I told to myself, if I leave in three months, I will be considered a loser. I'm going to battle right. on. Yeah, I'll, I'll battle on to six months. Let me push on to six months. I pushed on to six months. Then I thought to myself, six months, now that I've got into six months, I will do at least one year in this place. I know it's hell, but I will go through this and uh, I'll push through. It turned into a year. Right. In about a year, people started realizing, yeah, this bugger is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then gradually small things started changing okay. because the environment around you starts adapting to your 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 pressure as well mm. there's pressure on you but then if you're pushing back there's the the environment around you starts adapting to you as well mm. so gradually then as the environment starts adapting me you sense it you get weak signals that there is a change that is happening right like very weak signals that's i picked up on those and said okay fine these little things there are some little things that i'm very good at mm-hmm. like 90 percent of the job i'm very bad at Right. But I has 10% that I'm fairly decent at. I'm going to keep like, hit, keep on hitting on these things. That's why it's very important to find mentors. The, mm-hmm. At these points, you need to go and you need to find people that will say, 
ओके डोंट वरी अबाउट द नाइन्टी परसेंट गो आफ्टर दैट टेन परसेंट गो आफ्टर दैट फाइव गो आफ्टर दैट वन थिंग क्या सो आई हैड फ्यू ऑफ दोस अराउंड द मोमेंट यू ब्रेक थ्रू दैट फर्स्ट प्रेशर पॉइंट देन यू आर लिटिल बिट मोर कंफर्टेबल विथ योर लाइफ विथ योर वर्क देन you start gradually so you're crawling all this time you gradually get on to your knees and start going forward then you get up start walking and at a point you your environment will start adapting to you okay. completely right yeah okay. then start running at it like start moving at it mm. i don't know i have never experienced a startup mm-hmm. i haven't experienced like going through a, a bankruptcy I I I I assume that is a exceedingly painful hard thing to uh, do especially if you are young mm-hmm. especially if you are 20 21 and because you do have no sense of what the fuck is going yeah. on right or yeah. what failure even really looks like yeah. <laughs> so I, I so the only real experience I have is in a startup <laughs> and bankrupt bankruptcy was like my middle name for about 3 years Uh, one venture after the other <laughs> uh it is exceedingly painful because uh, it, it it was exceedingly painful for me because at at one point i was the only one who was bringing any sort of revenue into the company so the 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 lives of the 13 other people that i ate worked did everything with because like 18 hour work days 20 hour work days mm-hmm. right all those people i felt were resting on me because i'm the only one bringing revenue in mm-hmm. and the 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 salary that they get at the end of the month with their wives and children and all that was somehow my responsibility at this point yeah um and it's it's your personal responsibility at, at that point yeah, right? at that's that how point. you have to take it yeah right? and if you don't take it that way then you are bound to fail anyway yeah uh so uh, how did i do i well i didn't succeed first of all uh failed there crashed and burned really hard um but the the way i approached it when i was given this task was well i won't know till i try So let's just try. Yeah. So you get a, you keep on going at it like that's that you it, you have to have a degree of self determination. Yeah. Not not a degree of you have to have self determination. Period. Mm-hmm. There is no degree of it. You have to have it. If you want to be successful, that that has to be there. There is no that again way around it. Exist, yeah. yeah. It's like hard work. It's yeah. you have to be determined to be successful or yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, you you. Yeah, there's If no you guarantee return on hard work, you just have to make sure. Make it sure it just it just happens. It just happens. My general view is, if you do it for long enough, even if you are, if you are not the brightest mind in the world, or if you if you are not good at what you do, mm. but if you work really hard enough, I guarantee you, people will see it. No, oh, no, definitely. But yeah. what I meant by there's no guarantee on hard work, there's no guarantee on hard work, is that there are. time and budget constraints that go with all of this as well right yeah. so if your if your runway is going to run out in the next 3 months just because you work hard for those 3 months does not mean that things will be fine at the end of it yeah 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 but self determination and 
again pushing through the boundaries is is very critical I'm, i one more thing what you said i, I just pick, i wanted to pick up hmm. see uh again i'm i'm referring back to jordan peterson on this one sure. uh guys if you if you have time uh, this is highly recommended go and check out all the lectures of jordan peterson <laughs> all, if you all the, get, like 400 hours all of the lectures, lectures of yes. jordan peterson if you get a chance there's a wonderful book uh 12 rules for life mm. uh if you can't read the entire book at least read a synopsis of it yeah uh, there's, there's brilliant audio books uh, and there are brilliant audio, audio books and uh one thing he emphasizes on consistently saying happiness mm. is not a thing it's a bad measure mm-hmm. to judge a life mm-hmm. from because happiness is an emotion it comes and goes and comes and goes and you, you can't, can't be eternally yeah. happy and you can't will yourself to, to be happy, happy yeah and uh, if you are you're on drugs <laughs> and if you are on drugs and you are happy you won't survive that long that's cheating <laughs> <laughs> uh, but happiness is a bad uh, kpi to performance indicator to judge your life uh, i i guess so but i mean in this instance i what i was going more along the lines of is that when you are sad and down right it messes with how efficient you can be and that turns into a negative feedback loop correct and so. how exactly can you break out of those because i have found in my life that more often than not it's not really the it's not really running after the positive loops that gets you a lot it's further learning how to deal with the negative it's loops. pretty much avoiding them is almost life or death whereas capitalizing on your positive is about explosive growth or just growth yeah. right it, that's the choice but the other one is a life or death sort of thing you don't learn to manage how to be like terribly terribly depressed about how pathetic like you have hit <laughs> what a rock bottom you get uh, right like, <laughs> I can have, i can i can i just uh, yeah go for it uh, push on this one that's why i was just about to say mm. so what you said eventually there was a responsibility of 13 people on my head mm. i had to make it work yeah so again going back to jordan person he says your your worst kpi is happiness probably the one thing that you can work towards is ensuring that you fulfill responsibilities mm. fulfill enough responsibilities you will eventually become happy because there will be a feedback loop that gives you happiness at some point or the other and obviously your brain will tell you are oh, your yeah you you might be fucking up in style but you are actually at least responsible for the people and you are actually trying to do something for it at least that will stay with you i i think i think that's that's very important when you i think that's a very clear distinction that has to be made chasing happiness again has constructs to it i i think the primary construct is responsibility and if you even if it's somebody else's money or your yeah. startup or whatever mm. you still have responsibility yeah. towards yeah. that money that is being mm-hmm. given to you and not just right it's your idea right yeah. So you have a responsibility towards the fact that you've collected an idea from the universe and all of a sudden that now idea now you are interested to fulfill it that, right? yeah exactly there is a responsibility yeah, yeah. find responsibility and try your best to fulfill that responsibility even in the worst circumstances sure it might especially help. in the worst circumstances. In, especially in the worst circumstances yeah. it will it has a great propensity to help you come out of that negative loop that you are in because you are doing something right you are not letting the the current carry you downwards 
you are mm-hmm. actually you are actually at least battling the current to get to the edge of the river yeah yeah, yeah. at least battle the at least battle it i mean mm-hmm. that's the that's i think to to answer the question what happens when you go into a negative loop mm-hmm. is be very clear cut on the responsibility that you have taken on basically do a hard reset yeah. of what your value structure is, is in your life and just start focusing and being like this is the least possible change that i can do in order to achieve the objective that i want correct generally that stems from having a deep inherent responsibility towards the, the people or the idea that you have mm-hmm. or the uh, people you deal with or or the money that you have taken or whatever whatever it is yeah or, or society or whatever yeah it doesn't matter what it is but find your point of responsibility and say okay fine this responsibility i'll fulfill at least yeah at least it, it will still i'll get still dragged down yeah but i will fulfill There's this responsibility there is a very real possibility of failing but regardless i will put everything i have into it correct that's a that that i think is a wonderful way to live a life and it, from everything that i have experienced in my short life by the way i'm not that old uh, uh is is old <laughs> uh is that uh that format of thinking generally tends to help uh, i mean I, most people i've seen mm. have been successful because of yeah, them, M- that M- yeah M- they M- don't M- know they haven't articulated this correctly yeah. for themselves yeah. but that is what they are doing day to day yeah yeah uh so i think i think that's and that works both ways like you can not articulate the point but live the life and you can figure out how to articulate and then derive the set of behaviors that will correct that either live way. that life How, however we you yeah. want to approach it that's fine yeah but now that we have like put it out saying responsibility is very key to getting out of rut oh, so i have a happy. question uh, on on that point um not everything feels like it is a responsibility no it can't be no no by everything i mean even if you are in a rut it's if if you are in a state where responsibilities don't don't appeal to you what do you do then do you still fulfill them that's the that's the point yeah that is the, that I is the inherent a, point yeah. i guess that's what it means, means for something to be exactly. a responsibility it, it, remember responsibilities mm-hmm. will not appeal in many ways to many people It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They're not generally there. Unpleasant things to do. Some, uh, I mean, okay, let's debate uh, that. I mean, yeah. I don't know whether response. Some for some people, responsibilities are fulfilling things. When you are highly conscientious, responsibility is a sure. very yeah. like if you are trade conscientious, you are you are somebody who But, will. Yeah, if if you have trade conscientiousness, that would still be a minority of the population. no let's say it's say it's 50 50 let's let's just assume it's 50 i don't know what the trade conscientious levels in in right. in the world are. by the way guys what we are talking about is the there is a this is the big five of uh, personal traits, personal traits. Yeah. Uh, one of them is conscientiousness uh, and it's the capability i mean the best way the easiest way to describe it is the the desire to be responsible for a thing Yeah. It's the simplest way to describe it. It's yeah. but it's much deeper than that. Yeah. 
we can't get into it because it's another entire conversation and, topic yeah, to talk about we're not exactly qualified, qualified to, to talk about it yeah. either but uh even if you're in a rut while it is not a pd what you need to try and do is okay say to yourself yeah this is not appealing it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because it's still a responsibility that i have to fulfill and i will fulfill it right i mean there there is no easy way out of a rut that's the whole point of being in a rut <laughs> there is no easy out there is no easy path that people will there is no back i mean other than that other other than taking antidepressants and getting high yeah. there is no easy way out of it and even if you take it antidepressants can be a solution but getting high is more often like a bandage it'll eventually come back to I both mean, of them yeah. both of them i mean like for 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 true psychological issues yes antidepressants are necessary but mm-hmm. we are not talking about that but uh don't pop pills to feel better because it I mean, it will eventually crash It, the reality of life again is that it it will eventually crash and it's a very dangerous path to go down on yeah see i think that's that's important point to understand and, that and don't do drugs don't do too much drugs drugs <laughs> drugs drugs are mostly bad for you <laughs> i i beg to disagree i mean this is just my opinion but uh, to me what drugs really are right are right. uh, just i believe that sobriety like seeing the world sober mm. is just a lens and each one of these different types of drugs will just change that lens oh but that agreed to and, a certain point and within reason yeah changing these lenses frequently will help you see the world for more than what it what is what you can usually see but trust me i agree on this one uh it's just that you can't officially agree no no, no i agree with i agree on you mm-hmm. what you just said mm-hmm. but it is not the solution that's what you need to remember but a solution to the the so crippling we are talking about us being in a rut right yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah being in a rut like it's not a solution yeah. wouldn't wouldn't fresh perspective on your life and your see, problems no, no, no. give see, you a better you are in a rut from my from my experience mm-hmm. you are in a rut when you have a certain set of beliefs about how reality works right but they are wrong oh <laughs> correct so it's it's basically reframing that in the sober world that will help you out ideally uh, well it's i don't know no... if it's a sober world or not but essentially what's happening is you're walking around with a set of ideas and reality is slapping you in the face right that so is what a rut is that, is that's it one form one of form a of a rut, rut. Yeah. yeah but either way uh, there are short easy ways out of it uh, but they are, they are that's the whole point they are short and they are easy and they come with the problems yeah, entail with difficulties are not easy to solve and that's why they again why why they repeat it's why they are they call difficulties <laughs> and uh, all you can do is i mean i i would always tell people go back to the core responsibilities you have they are they are in it self you will fulfill certain mm-hmm. things here's yeah. the thing what if you don't have responsibilities there are no circumstances in which you don't well human life cannot operate without from it. your current perception you are in a rut and the way you look around it you don't have responsibility you have you don't it's not that you don't have responsibility you don't you're not aware of the responsibilities you have you have you have 
foregone your responsibility. You have you have disowned your responsibility. Yeah, I would be. I would go along more those lines. I yeah, can't sure, think sure. of us. I, I have not. No, no. I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, yeah. right? If I was in a in, in one of those ditches, yeah, and I was listening to this by any chance, mm. and they were like, you were like, deal with your responsibilities. I'd be like. Okay, like I barely what get up. What do you mean? I barely get up in the morning yeah. with like the with with any sort of direction. What are these responsibilities you are even speaking okay. about? Okay, you don't get up. So you are in a rut. Your company has failed. Yeah, things let's, are in let's go shit. This. Right? It's not by the way. I just have. For like the I, have <laughs> I have. I have. I am. I'm drinking in the night. Sleeping till two o'clock in the morning, and the and. Hence, I'm in a rut, right? Mm-hmm. One responsibility: give yourself a full eight hours during daytime, at least. That is a responsibility towards you. That's a small responsibility. You don't okay. think that's a responsibility? I mean, that is a responsibility. That is, in a way, a responsibility. I mean, if you do, if you believe that there, human life cannot exist without responsibility. That's that's factual because we 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 are we live in packs and we we can't avoid no, see, it I, and we live in complex yeah. social groupings, right? Yeah. And you have a responsibility towards yourself. If you are in a rut, if you are not waking up in the morning, mm-hmm. be responsible to wake up in the morning. Uh, again, going back to Jordan Peterson, he says, clean your bed in the morning. Arrange your bed in mm-hmm. the morning. Jordan Peterson, uh, there was this mm-hmm. brilliant speech by uh, Navy uh, Admiral MacRaven. Yep. Uh, at least do that. Yeah. That is the first, that's, that's, a, that's a damn good responsibility to start with. Yeah. Set an alarm and wake up. Hmm. Yeah. First responsibility. Right. If you have now gotten into setting the alarm, waking up and doing nothing, mm-hmm. set the alarm, wake up and then next week do one little thing sweep clean your, your sweep room. your room yeah, yeah. right then set the alarm sweep your room and arrange your table like arrange, yeah, like if you're not eating start eating healthy right those are responsibilities to i mean responsibilities are not always external no? it's mm-hmm. not, when i say responsibility is responsibility towards yourself as well as well taking yeah. care of your mind taking care of your body are responsibilities mm. because if you are not responsible for your body and your mind, somebody else will have to be towards you. And you are then becoming a drain on that person that is taking care of you. So responsibility is not an external thing. Responsibility and can be completely internal. And then you have to say, okay, I have now fulfilled the second responsibility that I have given myself. I will do the third. I will do the fourth. Uh, couple going. of things. Uh, talking about ruts, I think... I think uh, I have to mention this uh, because we are on, on the subject. It's a great thing if you can write down the things that you want to do. Writing things down mm-hmm. helps, especially if you are down. Journaling I think helps it, a lot. Yeah. yeah, journaling or not even journaling, at least having a task list. Mm-hmm. Saying, I will fulfill this, fulfill this, fulfill this. Remember, at the end of the day, your brain gives you a feedback saying at least out of the 20 things that I have set out to do, I have done. And like when the 20 things is clean my bed, sweep my room, mm-hmm. eat breakfast. Right. Put those 10 things down and you will you will at least at the end of the day have some fulfillment saying I set out to do something and I, I mean, we are going into depression mode, but yeah. this is not to get into, this is, I'm, we are not talking about depression. We are talking about being in a difficult position. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but losing faith in yeah. yourself. Yeah. So at least giving you, giving those 10-15 things that you want to do, that's responsibility and that will help. Yeah. So that's why I said always look for responsibility when you are in difficult position. It can be external, it can be if you can't find something external, do it internally. Are you speaking, are you saying that from the position of someone who is highly conscientious? Or does this No, I'm, I'm, I'm highly, I'm, I'm, so for example, I am not a conscientious person. I, I have fairly low consciousness. I had to develop it. It's, it's still energy zapping for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not talking about highly conscientious people. This is I'm, not specifically for people who are... Well, highly conscientious people will not have a problem with, with it. Stuff. Yeah. Most of them won't have. You I'm, can't say that as well. I'm, I don't know. I'm not I'm very sure. That's, I'm, I'm not very sure. That's not a sure. statement we can make. No, we yeah. are neither qualified to make no, that definitely. statement. Like, this is, no, this, we can yeah, make. It's just my opinion on this. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, it's not for highly conscientious people or not. Mm. But, uh, or highly non-conscientious people i don't even i don't even know but, whether that's a word but <laughs> essentially uh work, find some, work towards finding some responsibility at least yeah, towards work, yourself work your way up in sort of baby steps isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's like following that what uh, what's the principle the japanese principle kaizen kaizen yeah like yes. incremental improvement yeah yeah every day yeah it it, it those work incremental consistent improvements help yeah, over time. I feel like that they have usually been more successful, even in my personal experience, when you're trying to strike. So my method of learning now mm. is to go for Kaizen because in a lot of the fields that I study, I have reached quite far out into the edge right. where the people who are on the same level that I am are sitting down and writing fancy ass papers that I barely can understand because I lack a lot of formal training. Right. Right. So the best that I can do now is that I have to start venturing out in my own, on my own, yeah. right? So then the way that you set benchmarks for yourself is, this is where it is today. It's a new day today. How far am I going to be pushing this? Mm. Just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Because I can't picture what it's what the best rendition of what I have right now is. Mm. I can only picture what is currently missing from this and what I can do to make it slightly better. Yeah, so that's a segue on learning, but mm-hmm. uh, it relates back to the yeah. idea of gradual self-improvement. Yeah. If you are in a bad place, just gradually improve yourself. Pretty much. Yeah, so that's essentially the, I mean, about work and life. I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, I mean, that's my approach to it. I mean, uh, you, both of you said what your approaches are. Um and uh, let's just like go back now quickly mm-hmm. and just quickly we will talk about what we spoke about. We, we spoke about work and life. Mm-hmm. And general view, I think all three of us agree on this. Yeah. Work it's is a, life pretty, and life is work. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's perfectly fine to have both in your life. It's yeah. both. Uh, we spoke about the necessity to uh, find a passion, mm-hmm. not... I mean, it'll be great if you have something that you're passionate about that you can turn into your career. But that happens very rarely. Yeah. If you work at something, you might get passionate about it. That That is a more constructive way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than being very displeased with yourself saying, I don't, I can't fulfill my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about learning. Uh, I gave my version of learning. Mm-hmm. Adiresh gave his version of learning. Yeah. And in... Kaizen, uh, you you yeah. gave your version of learning. 
and i think we spoke about what are the what can possibly be done uh if the world around you is falling apart mm-hmm. especially at work i mean this right. is this applies to life as life well life as well yeah. uh but especially if, you, if the world is falling apart even at your job or at uh your start new startup mm-hmm. you can essentially find responsibility mm. at least towards yourself if possible towards the outer world and the likelihood is that you will you will come out of it and i i think do not be afraid of it it's a reality mm. of life that you will be, eventually yeah. you will face it yeah there is no again there is no circumstance in which you will not face a bad month or a bad day or a bad year or bad two years or a bad decade yeah it will happen all you can do is strengthen yourself in a way that or find techniques to gradually pull yourself out of it yeah 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 yep sounds good okay man it was a long episode this time so glad all of you guys are still listening if uh, <laughs> if you are listening <laughs> they wouldn't hear it otherwise <laughs> yeah no i mean if you're listening you probably need to go and do something else <laughs> <laughs> but you are armed now with how to deal with downers uppers and general improvement like how to improve this no so, i mean it's go. it's it's just a sobering view on reality like just it it is how it is you are not going to have good times all the time you are not going to have bad times all the time mm-hmm. In most people's lives fluctuate between the two just learn how to deal with both yeah and you definitely can all right thanks for tuning in guys once again we are not on radio but thanks for clicking on our faces <laughs> <laughs> all right see you guys later